I'm a, awesome. I'm a total dad joke person. That so. is awesome. That's people, a great, that's, that's great. I'm a little people that don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to the Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring curated lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jason. How's it going, Jason? Hey, Eric. Doing fine. We're continuing our list of the top 50 80s movie soundtrack songs, and we're up to number 41 on our list. Uh, and this episode's song is Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bengals from the movie Less Than Zero. Mm-hmm. By the numbers. So uh, the song was released in November of, of 87. And it peaked at number two. Uh, it's a, it's wow. a, yeah, I forgot it was that popular, but yeah, it peaked at number two. And I can't remember what held it out. I think it was a Tiffany song that held it out at number one. <laughs> it, uh, I think if I remember right. Um, it's a cover of the Simon Garfunkel song of almost the same name. Um, Simon Garfunkel song is called A Hazy Shade of Winter. And this is just That's Hazy Shade okay. of Winter. I had no idea it was a cover song. I'll be oh, really? honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a it's, of course it's a little more rocked up than the original because Simon and Garfunkel were you know they were a, kind of an acoustic folk duo, right? Um, and it wasn't ever included on any of the Bangles studio albums, uh, even though they had been playing it live in their in their in their live shows uh, as early as 1983. So they had a history with it by themselves. Um, they just never recorded it or put it on it you know put, put, or put this version on any of their albums. Gotcha. The soundtrack though, the Less Than Zero soundtrack is uh, is is quite eclectic, but it's a really good mix of songs. It has oh, uh, man. it has LL Cool J doing Going Back to Cali. It has uh, Slayer doing In a In a, in a Vida. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's all over the place. Poison is um, on there. You've yeah, got Eric Smith, Public the, Enemy. I mean, gosh. yeah. It's everywhere, and I didn't know. I didn't know until I was writing notes for, for this episode that that poison cover of, uh, or that poison cover was from this movie. I don't remember it in the movie, but um, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that until I, I was writing these notes. Um, so you know, it's a it, it's a very it's a very good soundtrack. Um, but mm-hmm. this is the I think this is the only song that that made it into the top ten from the soundtrack. Let's get personal. So I did. I saw this movie in the theater, and I watched it. I think I watched it a couple times after that, like on VHS or whatever. Um, it's a. It's kind of a hard movie to watch. It's not your typical Brat Pack movie, right? It's. Uh, it's a little. It's a little depressing and a little dark. Um, and I think just the, the. You know, one of the appeal. You know, the, one of the big appeal of uh, the Brat Pack movies was you could kind of identify with the life they were leading. Um, but this movie, I really didn't just, I didn't really identify with it. And so yeah. it was really kind of hard to c- connect with, but I mean, I think I connected more with the soundtrack than I did the movie. <laughs> um, and this is one of my, this is one of my favorite top two favorite bangle songs. Um, mm-hmm. the other one being in your room. Um, okay. but, uh, on a more recent, uh, history note, um, this song is in, is in the first season of, Stranger Things. 
Okay. Yeah. And I and I, I have this weird thing where I'm pretty particular that if you're going to create an 80s or 90s based movie, you better have the music set at the right time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like if oh, like yeah. if you watch uh, 13 going on 30, the year that that movie is supposed to be set in when she's a, a teenager and the music they don't match up. Yeah. Yeah. And it bugs me too. It bugs me. And I did not know until I was writing notes. I didn't. Well. I was I did not know that this was out of place in this first season of Stranger Things uh, until my wife and I were re rewatching it uh, mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks, and I realized at the end of the episode when it starts playing that it's out it's out of place. Yeah. The fr- the first season of Stranger Things is set in '83, and this song didn't come out till '87. So yeah, yeah. I I uh, I I just I don't I couldn't it that kind of bugged me for about a day. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I stopped. I stopped Netflix. I was like, that movie, that that song doesn't belong in that episode. Of course, my wife kind of just rolled her eyes at me. Right, so, right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't watch Less Than Zero until about two years ago, and that's the only time I've watched it. I mean, it yeah. was just one that missed me altogether for some reason. Yeah. And I'm I've tried to do that over the years and rectify some of these that I have should have watched by now, but that was just one of them. But it's just. Uh, it's always fun to see those Brat Pack, Brat Pack actors in their prime, you know. Yeah. Uh, but man, it is depressing. I mean, it is. It is, <laughs> it yeah, is it so is, depressing. It is so, a very depressing movie. You got to so. kind of buckle up for it, you know. <laughs> if you haven't seen it before, it, it, it might surprise you just how depressing it is. Because typically, there's some like really life uh, instances in the Brat Pack movies, even Saint Elmo's Fire and. Uh, a, a lot of serious, you know, storylines and stuff, but yeah, there's also a lot of lighthearted m- moments yeah, too. There's nothing lighthearted in this movie it, it, that I can remember. No, that I, I mean, it's it's just it's it's it, it starts out dark and it just gets darker yeah. until, until it ends. And I'm not the hugest of Bengals fans, but this is probably my favorite track of theirs. I don't I don't oh, think yeah? there's anyone that would put it uh, be above it, uh, just because it's uh, it it's just got that real. Uh, powerful, you know, rock sound. Yeah. And man, they wail on it. Yeah. The breakdown. So my favorite part of the song is the vocals. And this is one of the few, if not the only Bengal song where they all sing. Um, they all sing the leads mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. just, and, and, and harmonize. Susanna Hoff has a short part at the end where she's singing by herself, but the rest of it is a group vocal. I did uh, notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, that's that's probably my favorite part is just the way their vocals mix because they all sing really great. I mean, um, even though it's it's a cheesy song on "Walk Like a, an Egyptian," they all sing different parts of it. Right. Yeah. And so they they can all sing. They're not you know they're not just um, you know just one you know Susanna Hoppin the only one that can sing. Yeah. Um, and my second favorite part of the of the song is the, is the main guitar riff. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's slightly different from the original uh, riff that Simon and Garfunkel wrote. They wrote theirs on a twelve string, you know, a twelve string acoustic. Uh, and Vicky Peterson, the guitar player for the Bengals, she drops two of the notes in that riff a half a step to give it more of a blues sound and blues feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I and I like the when I first realized it was a cover and went and listened to the original song. Um, I just I just like the way her sounds better because it sounds like, like again like we said it, it's more rocked up and it sounds a little bit more bluesy the way she plays it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now uh, because yeah I was just trying to bounce around I, I found it I think on 
YouTube or maybe I watched the music video or something and I saw Simon and Garfunkel and I was like, oh yeah, it's wow, it's a cover. Uh, yeah. but I don't yeah. think I listened to it. So I need to go back and just hear the differences. But yeah. And then, you know, like I said, it's written on a 12 string acoustic guitar. And so it sounds, it sounds di very different. Yeah. Um, but um, when I was comparing the two, getting ready for the show, you can hear just slightly hear the two different note, the two notes that she drops half a step to get it to sound a little bit mm -hmm. more, uh, a little more rock. And she even, I read an, I read an interview with her where she said that she, had a hard time trying to figure out how to play the riff, the original riff on the electric and make it sound, uh, you know, make it sound quote unquote rock and roll. And uh -huh. uh, her pr producer said, well, why don't you drop this and this? And she said that was, it was magic. <laughs> and uh, so, and you get what you, you know, what you hear on the song. Right. Right. I so, could almost put this in a Christmas list. Just the, those little there, wintry effects and, and yeah, the sleigh bells at the beginning of it, that real cold, abrupt ending there that just yes. kind of, yes. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I kind of <laughs> thought when I was listening <laughs> to the song again, but I've never thought of hazy shade of winter as a Christmas song, but <laughs> I guess I may, I don't to, know. I may have to add that now. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. The guitar lick is great. The the vocals. That's what I noticed immediately. I was like, "There's harmonies practically throughout the song." Yeah. And I just love how the song just drops twice, and yeah. you get the guitar lick right after that. It's just so powerful, and fantastic drumming too. Like that's one of the things I did notice too in my notes. I was just like, "Wow, the drumming is great in the song." Yeah. If you really pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, you know, very seldomly do people say the the cover version of a song is better than the original but this mm -hmm. one gives this one gives the original a run for its money i think i mean so uh hazy shade of winter is our number 41 song on the countdown of top 50 80s movie soundtrack songs um and again we'll give you a bonus song this week and this week's bonus song is my other favorite bangle song uh in your room mm -hmm. i just heard it on the radio the other day oh did you really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So if you have Spotify Premium, stay tuned. You'll hear both of our songs in their entirety at the end of this episode. If you're a free Spotify user, you'll hear quick snippets of the song. But as always, if you're listening outside of Spotify, you can visit the Song Whip links in the show notes that will connect you to the songs on your favorite music app. Uh, and as always, you can give us your thoughts on this episode or any other episode via social media. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, I am Eric underscore Vardaman. He is RD80s. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. And uh, where else can they find us? On the Retro yep. Network website. So anywhere you can find us, you can leave us a comment. Or, and Transistor. Uh, we have our own website on oh, that's Transistor, right. too. Yes, so. that's right. There's a new link in the show notes for our Transistor yep. site. If you listen uh, in a browser, that's it's great. You've got all the episodes right there. You hit play, and you can just binge them yeah. all if you want to. Yep, yep. Uh, Jason will be taking over for our number 40 song of the countdown. I can't remember what it is. Uh, oh, yes, I do. And it's quite a song. Yep. Another so, ballad. Another another couple skate song. Here we go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you really are building a couple skate playlist. <laughs> yes. So thanks for listening to The Greatest List. And we look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.